What's going on, Sparks fans? I go by the name of DJ Treacy Trees, and welcome back to The Spark, your favorite fan commentary podcast for the Los Angeles Sparks. Again, y'all, I have been having a dynamic couple of weeks just in basketball, specifically around getting around to more shows and recording with different talents. So I'm currently on the LA Sparks Weekly. First of all, let me thank y'all for joining me again. Thank you for coming back to hear what I got to say, all right? My shorts channel is jumping. If you want to also um, interact with me on social media, it don't matter if you're on YouTube, Instagram, any of those kind of things. I'm posting shorts every single day, and then I'm on a couple shows during the week. So again... With Infanity TV, I am on the LA Sparks weekly recap show after every single Sparks game. And this is important, right? Because again, I said I'm not a sportscaster. You know my style. If you've been listening to my content enough <laughs> at this point. So social commentary is my thing and they are completely cool with that. So I have um, a couple other co-hosts on that show, Michael and Fredo, who uh, are actually on the court with some Sparks players. I got to sit in on my, uh, well, I did two um press conferences this past week but i actually got to ask a question y'all so if you check my social out you can go see the question that i asked um as and i asked uh, jasmine in the press conference so i've got this cool mix going on where i'm actually working with people who are in sports casting and like our sports journalists but i'm in the show adding social commentary and just talking about basketball i've had some good other opportunities that have come my way too that i can't really name here but that's the flow right now it's like I love the fact that I'm being appreciated for talking about women's basketball and basketball in general in a way that's more um, uh, social and not ESPN-y or anything like that. Like, literally, y'all are in my living room. So I appreciate y'all for coming back episode after episode. Today's episode is entitled, The LA Sparks Continue to Struggle with Injuries, Rookies, and Bouncing Back. That's the story of our season so far, y'all. If you've been following me week by week, we started off really strong. Again, WNBA is tournament style, so we played uh, the same team multiple times, right? So the first three games we had, Phoenix Phoenix is having a horrible season because uh, Skylar Dickens is, is out um, pregnant. Um, so they got Brittany Griner, they got Tarasi, they got some players. They're trying to figure it out. They're just not having a, that great of a season. So we played them, and that kind of padded our stats, right? So we, we came out the gate just winning, winning. We didn't have all these injuries. Laisha Clarendon was playing. Lexi Brown was on uh, fire in the first couple games. She almost earned a play an all-star spot just off those first couple games, but she's been out with a, a non-COVID illness. She will continue to be out, so we are plagued with that. Laisha tore her plantar fasciitis. She she should be back coming out of the All-Star break. I think they said she was going to be out for like five or six weeks. So it's been some time. Uh, hopefully she's healing up all right and we can add Laisha back to the game. Jazz um, is off of the injury list and has just got back into the rotation in a way that she can meaningfully uh uh, impact the game. We signed some hardship contracts uh, because we still got some people out. Nia is still out with a knee injury. Chanae is now out with a foot injury that's been aggravating her. We're missing her on the defense. So our hardship players have really been holding it down. Um, we got Henny from Indiana. Henny has really been helping our offense, and I think it's an overall good fit for LA. I'm glad she found her way here. She's really been disrupting the offense. Carly has been stepping up and doing her thing but uh, again Ricky don't know the offense that well so I just feel like we're not getting set in our ways enough um to, to make those plays and then defensively you know we had we had some issues so when, when think let's think let's take a zoom out and just think about it y'all our uh three of our core players are out 
we thought Jordan and Jordan Canada also is out. I didn't mention that Jordan Canada hurt her shoulder a couple games ago. I'm thinking she's going to be back uh, on Wednesday, but uh, to play the Dallas to play the Dallas Wings again. But we'll see how that goes. So you're missing Jordan Canada. You're missing Lexi Brown. Um, you're just you're missing Chanae. So you're missing a big two guards. Like you got all of these different pieces that are missing, and you're playing with hardship people. And then last uh, last game, we got down to like seven players, right? So if you have anybody who fouls out or anybody who gets any kind of injury, we're in a position where you have to play the whole game, depend, not depending on what, you know, uh, position you play, how long you've been playing, what kind of injuries you've been working for. So I think teams are taking advantage of us on that kind of thing. So it just it just sucks. And we, we had an opportunity to talk to Coach Kurt Miller during the press conference, and he, he said exactly that. You know, like, how, how good can we do? What more do you expect out of a team that's injured? You know, I'm doing the best that I can with these pieces, but they don't know our offense. They weren't in our camp. So I, I'm literally shooting from the hip every game. And it, it seems like that. It feels like that. You sit down before the game, and you check the injury report, and you're just kind of, like, guessing, like, who's going to be in, who's not going to be in. So hopefully some of those injuries can start to clear up. We're currently 7-10 and 10 in the season, y'all. And we started, I mean, we were like third in, in the conference, and we have just dropped down. We're ninth in the WNBA right now, behind the Minnesota Lynx. So Nafisa Collier on the Minnesota Lynx has really been digging them out of that hole. They started opposite of us, so they had a little bit uh, tougher of a season starting, but now they're finding their hot streaks, and Nafisa Collier is, is dropping like 20 points a game, which we also have our all-star that's dropping 20 points a game. NECA usually gets 20, but... The rest of the team is not there to do that. Jordan Canada, not there. You know, that Laisha, uh, same thing. She usually get 15, 16 points. You know, just to add into the pot. So um, the Lynx have just passed us. Speaking of NECA, NECA celebrated her 33rd birthday. So NECA, if you are watching, hearing, listening to this show, happy birthday. Man, you are really holding the team down. You have been. You are a veteran, and we really appreciate you. And I can't believe you're only 33. I'm looking at her like, oh, my gosh, she's 33. Fire, fire outfit. I'm glad that you got taken out of the game a little bit earlier and um, didn't have to really lose like that landslide 30-point lose on your birthday because that's just crazy. Um, again, we talked to, we talked about what Kurt Miller said about the game. We're just short-staffed right now, and we're doing the best with what we can. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's game that's coming up, we'll have the same. I just checked the injury report, and it's the same verdict. So we'll see what those eight players can do against the Dallas Wings again and see what kind of adjustments they made. I'm not sure if they had any time to practice, but they just came off the road for a really long um, streak. I hope they had a great 4th of July weekend, got to spend some time with family, sleeping in their own bed, that kind of thing, and really can bounce back. I want to briefly talk about something that I think is really affecting the WNBA, and that's pregnant players being on that injury list and having to take a roster spot is just really a disadvantage for the team. And, of course, these ladies deserve a roster spot. They deserve to be paid during pregnancy. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it just seems counterintuitive that you like the teams don't get to fill that spot. Maybe the, uh, each team should be allotted like 70K, 140K, just two salaries, 70K, you know, two salaries. Assume that two players will get pregnant. Throw it in a specific fund, and if nobody's pregnant for that year, let it roll over, kind of accumulate kind of thing. So when somebody does become pregnant, you can drop them into a different pool, and they don't have to pull away from the salary cap of active players because the fact that the Sparks could get down to seven to eight players in a game is mind-boggling to me, y'all. We need more people on the bench. Like, there is just nobody to sub out. So that it becomes a, a point where now you're putting extra minutes on all of your star players, and that's just 
creating these injuries that we don't need. So somebody at the WNBA look at that because that just doesn't make any sense for me. And I love the fact that they still get to keep their job because that is, of course, everybody deserves to keep their job while pregnant. But they need to figure out another way so that the team can actually have some players to play because it's like, oh, my God. And pregnancy is not an injury, so it's not like an injury report, you know, like knee or anything. You know the defined time that they're going to be out. You know what I mean? It might take them some time after care style. But you could have players like De'Erica Hamby who drop her baby in five weeks postpartum is back on the court because they're capable. So we need to get that changed, looked at. Something needs to be made there. Also, another thing that Kurt Miller talked about in the press conference is that Lexi Brown is progressing. He said progressing again. Her illness has not been said, stated. They haven't said what's actually wrong with her or what's happening with her health. Again, I'm hoping that everything is going all right and she returns when she returns naturally. We are waiting. We haven't been told anything. So to hear him in the uh, press conference say that she's progressing well made me feel like after the All-Star break, we're going to strate- strategically try to flip the season and make a run for the playoffs. So I'm hoping that our backs aren't as against the wall as it feels, and Lexi is going to come back here soon. Let's just talk really quickly about teams to look out for, y'all. There are a couple teams this season to look out for that are just looking really good, right? The first one, Las Vegas Aces. It's looking like back-to-back championships for them. I don't – I just – as I watch them play, it doesn't seem like they can be disrupted. And the only teams that I feel like could really disrupt their offense to make them feel that shake and maybe beat them in a championship right now are the Connecticut Sun and the New York Liberty. Those, in quick fact, those are the only three teams in the WNBA now with more than 10 wins on the board. So those are definitely the teams to look out for. This might be a rebuilding year for the Sparks. We got some young people, some rookies like Zaya Cook. Hopefully we can keep Henny. Um... We got some people who need to develop, so this might just be a rebuilding season. It's looking like the Aces are going to take the season. They looking strong. I mean, I haven't found one weak flaw. They haven't had one off game that was so off that you should worry about it. Like, that's just what it is. So, I'm I'm not saying I'm giving up. It's tough to watch every single game. I'm definitely having fun rooting for the Sparks this season, and it's, it's definitely inspiring every game to see them kind of turn and still go into it and fight for it. And though we lost the last game by 20-some points, it's like they never gave up. That, that dog and that fight was still in them. So I'm glad to see that the Sparks are still got they, having their head in the game and, and trying, even though it seems like the cards are stacked against them. I don't know what kind of pep talks Kurt Miller is giving them in the locker room, but here's what I would say, you know. And it's just, just me watching the game. We got to drive the ball into the paint. I know we are a smaller team and we don't have a lot of taller forwards like some other uh, teams may have. We're a relatively small team. But you have to take it into the paint so they will start to foul us. All of these shots, I just feel like our perimeter shot selection is questionable sometimes. I don't know why we taking the shots. It might be the limited offense. Like Kurt Miller said, you don't really know the play, so you don't know where to go. Or you passing somewhere and then the ball is just going out of bounds or something. Just tough offensive plays that turn into turnovers because we're just trying to shoot their lights out on the perimeter and we haven't shot well this season. Um, So we just need to really take it into the paint, try to finish through the contact that kind of thing. Also, protect the ball. We're making these cross-court passes because there's nowhere to go on the outlet, and if we could take care of the ball a little bit better, they would have less points in transition. We would have to play less transition defense, which we're not 
so hot at right now because we're still trying to find that flow again meet the pass where you at you know what i mean even if it's a cross court pass don't just wait for it to drop into your hand because somebody is already playing that passing lane we play arike a bunch of times arike is playing that passing lane getting those defensive plays they're pushing the tempo it's moving fast and i know we only got seven or eight players so we want to make sure we're doing everything to get as many offensive stops as possible um and run our offense efficiently going up strong Y'all, I don't know what it is. We're not getting no calls. The refs are against L.A., the whole city. I don't know what we did, who we got to pay, what we got to do. But being at the games is so frustrating because NECA is being doubled and tripled and going up and getting all of this contact and getting no foul calls. She's getting jump balls and all kind of things. And it's like, dude, we not getting fouled, but we got to go up strong and taking it up. Make sure we crashing the boards. There's so many times that we shooting this no pur purple jerseys on the inside of the paint. You can't just jack up that three and run, turn around, because you, you need to get back on defense. I feel like that's the mismatch. We're a little bit worried about uh, stopping them on defense. So by the time you shoot up your three, you turn it around, trying to make sure they ain't throwing it back, you know, across the court. When really the follow-through, the offensive rebound, that's where we need to be. And I think that would change our game and get us some easy twos. Whew, that's just a lot. That's just a lot. But I feel like we've been in this gray area for like two or three weeks and there's nothing we can do to kind of get out of it but just to go through it. Like, hopefully the rookies will start to learn more. Jazz will find her flow. As a Ray is stretching the floor and shooting that three ball a lot more. It's literally like we know what the pieces are. Kurt Miller has said what we need to work on. Now it's just down to execution and actually turning the tide. So, Patiently waiting, y'all. I'm looking forward to a lot of basketball this week, though. It's been a, a great holiday weekend, but it's time now. The, the, the summer league is starting for the NBA, so I'm also jump back on to my other podcast, Lakers I Choose You. That's another one. Oh, man, it looks like I'm actually on that. Let me change my banner right now. That's so crazy that this whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, look, boom, the spark. But I'm glad you can see it. So that other banner was for a podcast that I have called Lakers I Choose You, which is the same concept, just talking about Lakers basketball. I'm going to be talking about the summer league and all the different things that I got going on there. And then you can catch me on Infanity TV. It's going to be in the description every single Friday, y'all. A show called The Breaks, which is breaking news on sports, pop culture, entertainment kind of thing. So I'm all over the place with it. You can catch me on um, LA Sparks Weekly, after every single Sparks game, we'll be doing a press conference, and then I'll be talking with Michael and Fredo. So whenever, the, you know, the Sparks have games, catch me peppered there. Um, I'm also a season ticket holder, so I'll be in the building in the 117, my section, um, hanging out and chilling and watching the game uh, during the game. And um, then you can catch me on Friday on the breaks. And this podcast, of course, The Spark, your favorite fan commentary podcast for the LA Sparks Follow me on all social media. I don't care what social media outlet you are on. Type in this, y'all. DJ Treacy Treese. That's DJ T-R-I-C-E-Y-T-R-I-C-E. If you love me and you love my show, then give me five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you leave your comments below. Um, I want to know what you think about the Sparks as well. What you think about the season so far? I read every single comment and I respond. I, re I really appreciate all the love that I've been getting. Check me out on my shorts. I got some, uh, some good commentary for Wimby coming this week. But keep it locked here. Hit the subscribe if you already haven't. And I will check back in with y'all um, next week with a quick recap of everything that's happened. Hopefully, I got way better news for you. But if not, you know I still got you with the info. <laughs> See y'all soon. Have a great week and uh, go Sparks.